0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Let's do this. Three, two, one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Dave Hughes here. Rhino and the booth. How long did it take you to get home Tuesday? I
3: actually managed to wait out the, the line of storms and
2: wasn't really all that bad. Now, I know that one of the three potential tornadoes that they're talking about we had on Tuesday was over in the Clinton area. Did you see any trees down, any damage over there?
3: Uh, Not in my neck of the woods, but I did hear down the block, and I saw several bucket trucks working. But, yeah, not, not anything that impacted me personally. But I have seen pictures from across the Magnolia State of... Trees through houses and cars, and thankfully, I have not seen any reports of any fatalities
2: and very few injuries. We had a ton of people that didn't have lights for a while. Oh, huh?
3: yeah. And uh, I got to find my little handy dandy chart, but we were checking it yesterday. About this time yesterday, there were 60,000 Mississippians without power. But by the time we got to good things yesterday afternoon, they had gotten about 11,000 people's power
2: on during that time frame. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, they're getting really good. Unfortunately, practice makes perfect when it comes to getting the power back on, and we've had nothing but practice for the last six months.
3: Yeah, as of uh, about 10 minutes ago, this is the last time this was updated, there are still 19,928 outages in the Magnolia State. But uh, the... Worst one right now, which the worst one yesterday was Newton County. Uh, They still have 1,800 people out, according to this, but uh, Warren County is the one that is currently experiencing the hardest issues trying to get power back on, because they still have 4,300 people out of power. Ouch. A lot of trees.
2: That would be my guess. A lot of trees. Well, the good news is we've got beautiful weather today, and not really anything until next week to worry about, so that's the good news. Just enjoy the sunshine, soak it up, get oh, that yeah. vitamin D. It's going to be gorgeous. It is. It is beautiful, and uh, we we're due some beautiful weather, I think, at this point. Uh, now, <clears throat> I got a whole bunch of stuff. I don't even know where to start uh, to to get to all of this. But I think we'll talk about the big one. Everybody's been talking about it. We've got shortages everywhere. And I want to ask this question, and I would love to hear from you on the C Spire text line, of any prices that you have noticed that have gone up noticeably. But there there are two aspects to this, and everybody's immediately going to say gas. We know that one. Let's strike that off the list. Everyone knows gas has gone up quite a bit in the last year. Have you seen anything that you went to buy, that you usually buy, that it's costing more now than it did, say, six months ago. We'll say six months. Because we're hearing a lot of reports of this. Chicken prices are going up, huge chicken shortage. Of course, we all know about lumber. If it's made out of wood, forget it. You are are priced out of the market at this point uh, for a lot of things that you wanted to do. So I, I want to hear from you uh, uh, from the 601 right off the top, the price of catfish. Now, these prices, of course, will affect the prices on the menu at your favorite restaurants, if it's food items or things like that. Have you noticed anything, Rhino?
3: No, not off the top of my head, besides the before the toilet paper shortage. No. <laughs> That's I would, a whole different conversation. I would go to the store and just get a four-pack of the cheap stuff. Well, that brand has apparently decided they're no longer the cheap stuff. They're the middle-of-the-road stuff, and they don't sell four-packs. What, if they sell them like the big yeah, giant? Yeah, you got the big giant ones now, I'm like, I don't... I, I would need
2: TP re-up about every three months if I bought a pack that big. Scott in Rankin County, whiskey and cigarettes. Scott, we need to be friends. It sounds like you're a fun guy. But, yeah, those, those areas are being hit. Aaron and Meridian cheese products going up. I, I suspect we're going to get a very broad spectrum of things throughout the show here, of things that you have seen are increasing in price. And we're not done yet. We haven't peaked. We're just really getting cranked up on this process. You're going to see a lot of things with the price going up. Chris from Oxford, yes, definitely. Paper towels as well. Lumber, uh, as we talked about, Joe in Cleveland. I, I knew somebody was going to say it, uh, but he he brought specifics, so this is okay. He said, uh, I know you said that, but a half-inch uh, CD plywood is going to retail for $75 next week. It's doubled in the last six months. Vicky and Clarksdale, everything but my paycheck. Yep, that's how they get you, right there. Now, there are multiple factors that figure into this. We have shortages. We have labor shortages. We have shortages at just about every part of the supply chain. But this is also going to be the ultimate result of everybody bumping the minimum wage up to $15 or higher per hour. You're putting out more money as a company, you're going to want to bring more money in. How do you do that? You raise prices. This is the way it works. Mr. West, my dang beer and smokes. Someone else, uh, Brett and Ridgeland said... He left uh, off to go Chelsea. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I got to be more of a completionist here. Well, I mean, in fairness,
3: there is reason to be excited about the European Champions League because there's there's two Americans facing off in the final. True. I mean, one's going to probably play. The other's probably going to ride the bench. But two two teams played in the final. There's an American on each.
2: Rhino is here by the way to keep me honest about calling out who you're for in this. So feel free to share that as well. Uh, we have someone here uh, BJ and Brandon. Wooden fence posts. Bought 3, cost me $120. They were $27 a piece last year according to BJ. Which would have been about 75 bucks. So 75-80 bucks to 120. That's a price increase. That's a noticeable one. Let's see. Cricket 22 rifles. They say they've been $114 at Walmart for years. Notice last week they're now 126 A smaller price increase, but a price increase. Brent in Mendenhall, and yes, this is part of the problem that people have really understanding the whole lumber thing, said there's not a wood shortage. I work in the logging part of it, and our pay hasn't went up, and we haven't seen a decline in wood hauled. The delay, from what I understand, is the middlemen, the mills, the people that are actually taking the raw logs and turning it into lumber. That's where, pardon the phrase, the log jam is at in the entire process. Some of that due to labor shortage. Some of that due to just a crushing demand, and they can't meet it. So there are different aspects of that. Now, the other thing about uh, what... I saw an article last night, and
3: I don't know that I buy into it or even believe it's logic, but it's interesting to play with with the idea. Their whole presupposition was that with the the boat getting stuck, I'm going to call it a boat because it's going to take people off, But with the Suez Canal blockage, you had reports and you had people talking about how, hey, get ready. There's going to be some shortages. There's going to be some delays and this and that. I get it. It was a big boat with a lot of stuff on it. But the the idea of this article was that this is the market trying to claw back a little bit after 2020 to see just how much they can get for certain things and blaming it on the Suez Canal. There's probably some of that. Uh, There's got to be a little bit to that, but they were trying to lay all the blame on that, and I just don't think it's that simple. No.
2: That, That spin, if they're saying the entire thing is down to that, it's not happening. Now, the other part of a price increase, which we're seeing everywhere, is something that a lot of people don't consider and don't really stop and think about, other than noticing it sometimes and grumbling about it. The price won't go up. What you get for that price will go down. They shrink the packages. And a lot of times, the way they do the package, you don't notice unless you're paying attention.
3: The worst example of that's the Cadbury eggs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I realized they
3: were, at least in my lifetime, they were never the size of, like, grade A large eggs.
2: But now they're like quail's eggs. From the C Spire text line, uh, cooking oil. Several texts from the timber industry. We'll get to those. We're going to continue this. Keep it coming in. I want to see if you've noticed in both aspects. Are you paying more for the same thing? Or are you paying the same thing for less? Either one is a price increase. They kind of sneak it in using that second method sometimes. Have you noticed any of this? If so, let us know. C Spire text line is open 601-879-4395. We'll continue talking about it next on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert
0: and Rhino.
11: G- great news, everybody!
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
11: Mississippi.
3: no fear. Shatner's going to jump out of a a helicopter onto the hood of a car to stop the bad guy.
4: Roll off
2: of it and then come up in perfect three-point stamp. Well, perfect is kind of a bit of a exaggeration there, I'm afraid. Welcome back to JT Show Super Talk, Mississippi. I can honestly say I don't
3: think I've ever seen an, an, an entire episode of that show, but I've probably seen about 20 episodes worth of just clips.
2: Well, As the creaky old man that I am, I saw it when it was on, when it was running. And it was like, you know, they took the guy that played Captain Kirk and cast him as a character named Hooker. That just seemed somehow so fitting to me when it was on and I was younger. Even at that age, I'm like, yeah, makes sense. I'm good with it. Uh, we're talking about price increases, and we've gotten uh, a lot of different responses in on the ceasefire text line fast food restaurant prices, uh, fertilizer. The dollar menu's definitely shrank. Yes, it has.
3: I've noticed that. There was a point in time where the dollar menu at any fast food place took up
2: a whole section. Now it's
3: a little subsection. Yeah,
2: yeah pick from one of these three meager items. Would you like for a dollar a nugget? Yeah, and that's about it. But it will it will change back around eventually, but it's going to take a minute. Uh, Larry from McGee, fertilizer is way up. Cooking oil, somebody says. Uh, Stephen Purba says, keep an eye on corn prices. Reports are that China's corn crop crashed this year. Hmm. See, this is what I'm talking about from the 662. Campbell's Soup. Same price, smaller can. You saw somebody that had put something together with evidence on Reese's peanut butter cups, of all things.
3: Yeah, and I'm going to give them a free plug because this article was written back in 2011. And the the website or the blog is deadcaterpillar.com. The headline of the page, Dead Caterpillar the subtext the universe is a fast conspiracy
2: (laughs) filled with robot
4: birds I'm sure yeah but
3: the the headline of the article are Reese's peanut butter cups smaller an investigative journalism piece (laughs) didn't even have to read the article because there's just two nice big pictures with annotations the first picture is a wrapper from Reese's peanut butter cups two-pack from 2003 with their old slogan 1.6 ounces 45 grams then they have the recent pack to them, the 2011 pack. Net weight, 1.5 ounces,
2: 42 grams. So, so it's grand. right there on the package. And I'm pretty sure if you if you researched, I bet the price has gone up. More than likely. Would be my guess. Uh, let, let's see here. Um, Kyle, crap shrank the size of the noodles and mac and cheese.
3: They also shrank the Toblerone.
2: Yeah. Well, they, they're shrinking everything. It's shrinkflation. That's an actual word. My apologies, but it's an actual word. Uh, ammunition, of course, that's been a problem for a while. A couple of people have said that, but it's going up again. When's the last time you saw a three liter bottle? Never. It's been a minute. They used to have those. I swear it looks like the two liters are getting shorter, but I'm pretty sure the two liters are smaller. Yeah. They... I and mean, you can go to you can
3: still get a two liter, but they also sell
2: the, the one and three quarters liter. Yeah, yeah. And just kinda sneak it in under the radar, if you will. From the six oh one Pop Tarts have gotten so thin you have to put two in one slot of the pop up toaster so they won't fall through. Love me a Pop Tart. The chocolate ones. Because at heart, I'm six. But I love the chocolate ones. Not the ones with the white icing. The ones with the chocolate icing on it and the little white sprinkles. That, those are the ones. <sighs> Chips. So there's been an increase in the cost of air chips now several people have made comments about why are lumber prices so high and i i've heard that question for the last week you are not going to believe this but it is a direct correlation and i'm going to tell you the story i'm going to lay out the the daisy chain here so you can see it for the high lumber prices we're experiencing right now we legitimately can say thanks obama it goes back to him, because when we had the financial crash in 2008, now of course that was tied in with the housing market. So it was a different situation. But they made all these promises of all the relief they were going to roll out, and lumber mills, particularly, just kept chugging along like they had built up back stock because we're about to get going again. And then the Obama administration didn't do what they said they were going to do. At that point, the lumber mills were left with a lot of backstock that they couldn't sell because the housing market had crashed. So now, last year, when the mills shut down and then slowly started getting back into operation, they didn't build up any backstock like they normally would because... 2008, they did that, and they got burned. So they decided they were not going to get burned at this time. They wouldn't have just huge stacks of lumber sitting there with no buyers on the market. So they didn't build up any back stock. So now the housing market has exploded, just regular old housing market. When you couple in the sheer amount of home repair and rebuilding that's having to be done due to severe weather, Think, think about the increase in severe weather the last couple of years versus 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So you've got a lot of people that are getting lumber for that purpose. Heard Paul talking this morning. One thing that we don't think about. Amazon has surged. They are huge. What are the boxes made out of? Cardboard, which is made from paper, which is made from trees. So the demand continues to explode. The backstock was not there. We did have a shutdown of operations for a while. We also have a shortage in the labor market right now. And all of that adds up to demand is way bigger than supply. And what happens in economics when you have that situation? Prices go up every time. So that's why lumber prices have increased. Thanks, Obama. We've been saying that as a joke for several years now, but in this case, it actually is traceable directly back to the way the Obama administration responded to the financial crash back in 2008. You, you can draw a straight line through it and connect the dots and see why it happened the way it happened. Somebody on the text line said, uh, windows and doors that
3: has one. been a big wrinkle in construction, is you you get everything ready, and then you, you get ready to put the windows or the doors in, and I'm sorry, it's a two-month back order. What? We just got holes in the walls. Come on, people.
2: Well, see, so you, 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 you get you some of that saran wrap and some thumbtacks. You can get them both at the Dollar Tree. Then you just go home, and then problem solved. That's another
3: contributing factor. You think about covering holes in walls and windows. What did we do all last summer in the major metropolitan areas all across the country?
2: Board up the windows. What did they do in D.C.? Boarded up everything. What did they do?
3: I know that's only a tiny sliver of the lumber market, but hey, that's, that's a use that was not planned for. Well, and it all adds up.
2: So now we're in a situation where the National Association of Home Builders says that the cost of building a brand new home right now, due specifically to the increase in lumber prices, building a new home is going to cost you about thirty-five dollars to $40,000 more than it would have six months ago. That's a huge increase. Moe's has a point. Uh, Yellen has hinted at raising interest rates, so people are trying to lock rates in and get their houses right now, whether they're buying one that's already built or building a new one. But it's a large number of things. It's, you can't point to just one thing and say, that's what's making it go up. It's a perfect storm.
3: I was trying not to overshoot it by jokingly saying a two-month back order, but from the 662, I ordered a storm door, storm door nine months ago on back order.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's going to continue. Just brace up for it. From the 662, upholstery companies are out 30 weeks on orders. Now, that's the other part of this is that we had so many things that shut down for a period of time last year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of industries are playing catch up. I know last year, because we're stupid... We bought a new sofa, bought a new couch to replace the couch we didn't have because again, I'm six inside. It took forever to get a couch. It stayed on back order for like two or three months. Still wanted their payments, but it took forever to get the couch because there wasn't one. Upholstery, wood, all of those things. Yeah. We'll uh we'll continue. Oh, higher cooling costs. Don't get me started as we head into summer. We'll we'll talk about that later. We continue on the JT show next.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies, low around 53. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 74. Saturday, sunny skies, high near 82. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 84. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
12: Give your mom sweet satisfaction this Mother's Day with delicious treats from Nandy's Candy. Pick up scrumptious treats like Nandy's assorted chocolates, English toffee, truffles, Nandy's famous pralines, divinity, and even sugar-free chocolates. Place your order online today for chocolate dipped strawberries and chocolate dip baskets at nandyscandy.com. Nandy's Candy in Maywood Mart or shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping.
7: Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since
13: 1997.
8: Supertalk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales team here in the Jackson metro area. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital media marketing assets. If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for one of the most well-known media brands in Mississippi, old Miss Sports, and other great sponsorships, email your resume to Larry at supertalk.fm. That's Larry at supertalk.fm. Supertalk Mississippi Media is an equal opportunity employer.
15: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. USM is offering prayers to family and friends of Robert Brent, who was a student at the university. His body was found yesterday. The Yazoo City native was last seen on a sandbar near Dolphin Island, Alabama, on Sunday. And more than 800,000 Mississippians are fully vaccinated. And state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explains that while there have been a few breakthrough cases, it's less than 0.02%. We have identified about
2: 155, 154 breakthrough cases in the state, and we've
16: seen three deaths.
15: And two former Biloxi Public School maintenance employees have been arrested. State auditor Shad White says Michael Ludlow and Mickey Boland Jr. were indicted for fraud and embezzlement for submitting fraudulent Time sheets and using a district vehicle for personal business. Ludlow is even believed to have purchased controlled substances using the district's vehicle. To see more on this story, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
18: Welcome back.
2: Your dreams were your ticket out. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Dave Hughes here. Ed on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395 says I've heard that plumbing supply businesses can't get a fill order of PVC pipe. Apparently it's the resin used in making the pipe that's the problem according to Ed. He said they are told what they will get and when they'll get it. So if you have a problem with your turlet it may be a minute. But That, see, still ties into the boom in the housing market, which is going to crash again. Brace up for it. It's a bubble. They have homes out in California that are selling for a million dollars more than the asking price. That's, uh, like, by definition, a bubble. Yes. So uh, the bubble is there. It's real. It's going to burst at some point. The the problem is going to be if we reach the point where the bubble bursts, but everybody has geared up production for the various supplies for homes to the point to where they have a huge back stock, then we've got a problem, then we get layoffs. It doesn't have a happy ending. Just going to put it like that. Uh, someone, where was it here? Bah, bah, bah. I saw it just a second ago, and I have lost it now. Someone uh, here asking, do you think it will make house insurance premiums go up because of the higher cost to rebuild or repair a home? I would think possibly. It depends on how long this price increase goes on. Uh, they're not going to go up just as a knee-jerk reaction. But if this looks like it's going to stretch out for six months to a year or longer, then, yeah, I can see that having an effect on it. Foam products. From to-go boxes at restaurants to foam cups. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that one. That's another one that's going up. (laughs) Gary, a shortage of golf balls, especially when I play courses that have a lot of water, like Deerfield. Well, that's your fault, Gary. Now we know who to blame for this. Thanks for coming clean. We appreciate it. This is a problem that isn't going away, and if you if you think of other things that you're having a problem getting or it's costing a lot more, keep the text coming in. I'm, I'm very curious to see what we get here. I keep seeing it reported that there's a ketchup packet shortage, but I
3: haven't experienced it.
2: They keep giving me ketchup packets when I tell them, no ketchup. Do you want any ketchup? No, sir. Giant handful, cram it in the bag anyway. So that shortage... I haven't seen any evidence of it myself either. It's just the packets. It's not the bottles. Supposedly. Yeah, plenty of just, yeah, supposedly just the packets, but I'm not buying it. Dave from uh Manistee, Michigan. I ordered a breaker in January, and it's still not in. It's May. But there are a lot of stories like that floating around. Talking about other impacts from the last year, you and I called this on the air. We talked about this one day, knew it was going to happen. The New York educational system, they have now put out the official announcement, there will be no more snow days. It's just going to be a virtual learning day if the snow is too deep to get to school. Remember, you and I talked about it. We saw that one coming. We knew that was going to happen, and here it is, and they're not the last. I'll tell you, bad weather days are going out the window.
3: I mean, just look at what school districts across Mississippi did the last few days when we had severe weather. You had either scheduled virtual learning days, or they said, hey, come pick your kids up. The second half today is going to be virtual, or hey, we need to close
2: down, so tomorrow is going to be virtual. That's going to be the new thing going forward. Uh, Your grandkids are going to be asking you, so when you had bad weather, you just didn't go to
4: school? That's cool.
2: They'll have no concept of what that would be like moving forward. Curtis and Biloxi, I'm considering dismantling my house and selling it for parts. You could probably turn a profit. You could buy a real nice pup tent with the money you raise from that. Got to be careful when you're pulling the nails out. You don't want to split it, but...
3: Put it this way, lumber prices have gotten so crazy. I saw on one of the Facebook buy, selling trades, a guy was re- redoing his fence and decided to just, ah, I'm not going to go quite as far out. So he had a trailer of lumber left that he was reselling at about the same price he bought it for, but because the prices are so crazy, he had to include trailer not included in the,
2: the <laughs> listing. <laughs> just back up to it and hook up and drive off. Bubba and Meridian, I purchased a Trek bicycle on July 2nd of 2020, last year, and still it hasn't been delivered, which we've talked about that before. There was a big bike shortage. Because that was the only thing people were allowed to do. (laughs) That's all you could do. You could ride your bike. That was it. So everybody went and got a bike just to have something to do. Prices go up on that because of the increase of price in oil. And tires is made out of petroleum products. So that'll go up. From the 662, this is the first report I've seen of this. Uh, a texter on the C Spire text line says, My house insurance did go up because of the supply problems. I asked them, and they told me that was why. So... Wouldn't be overly surprising to see some of that happen because, again, they're insuring the value of your home. And like Curtis was joking, the lumber in your home is worth more now. If you look at having to replace it, it's going to cost a lot more, which raises the value of your home for insurance purposes. Of course, right now in the housing market, the value of your home has shot through the roof anyway. So, yeah. I haven't done
3: any digging into it, but I do remember seeing the, uh, the headline out of Hawaii where
2: folks were renting U-Hauls because that was the only rental vehicle they could get their hands on. In, in a lot of places, renting a, a U-Haul truck is cheaper than going to a car rental dealership and renting a car. The car rental dealerships are now starting to buy used cars and getting them serviced and refurbished and putting them out as rental cars because they can't get their hands on new ones. I had a friend of mine that told me uh, down in southwest Mississippi that the number of new trucks that they have allocated that they're going to be getting is zero. Which if you ride around, look at the car lots all over, anywhere, they're low. It's not because they didn't order any. It's because they don't have any to get. That's due to the computer chip shortage. We have a shortage of everything right now. Except, ironically enough, toilet paper. Now we've got plenty of that. So much so that the little
3: brands have become bigger brands, and now there are other brands saying compare us to those brands. You think I'm joking. I used to buy the four-pack of the Angel Soft. Now Angel Soft only sells the big packs, and I buy the four-pack of a brand that says compare us to Angel Soft.
18: <laughs>
2: is it the no-name brand?
3: Uh, it's Yeah, it's close to no-name.
2: Is, is it like the old generic products that we had back in the 70s and 80s where it's a black and white label and just in big block black letters it says Turlet paper, <laughs> and that's it? That's all you see? That good stuff that if, you know. You got too much to use in the bathroom, you can use it to sand down some of that expensive lumber you just bought?
3: It's not quite John Wayne TP.
2: Okay. Keith and JS, shingles. Yeah, it, pretty much anything connected with your home. Two things are happening there, a shortage and a price increase. And with all the hailstorms we've been having lately, that's not good news. But that also is... Adding to the shortage, it's adding to the demand. Sam and Tupelo, this is good information. Sam says, I'm in the building supply business. Only about 40, 40 plus out of over 170 chemical and resin plants in the state of Texas are up and running due to storm damage. Says it affects everything from plastic glue. Polyfoam and a lot of other products. Again, the storms, the weather is playing a part in this as well. Lee and parents, oh no. Now it's getting serious. You talking about a price increase or a shortage? Price increase, fine. I'll I'll look under the couch cushions and find some change. It's not run out of the, the anchovies and onions and all the stuff that goes in there. The Wooster sauce. You sent me the video of them making that, and I haven't gotten it. It burned into my brain. I haven't gotten it out of my mind since. In fairness, that was a spoof that was making fun of the process, so a lot of the
3: stuff they were saying about the process was comical. But, yeah, it, it, it doesn't
2: look appetizing. No, it doesn't. Still delicious, though. Mike in Richton, I have two sheets of plywood Willing to trade for a newer model Corvette No lowballers, I know what I got Good for you, Mike Stick to your guns, my friend Stick to your guns (sighs) When we cut Did you hear about what happened in Nashville yesterday, by the way? With the police officer An officer was shot And the circumstances are infuriating Talk about that coming up next on the JT Show.
19: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save on boat, RV, and motorcycle batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit batteriesplus.com.
20: This is the opening agri-market report at the open of the new york cotton exchange july cotton was up 196 to 89.29 october cotton was up 123 to 88.24 the open of the chicago board of trade july soybeans rubbed 16 and three quarters to 15.59 per bushel august soybeans rub 14 and a half to 15.06 per bushel july corn was up two and a half to seven eleven per bushel September corn was up five and a quarter to six thirty six and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile June live cattle was up sixty to one hundred fifteen even. August live cattle was down seventeen to one hundred seventeen fifty-five. August feeders down one hundred twenty-two to one forty-four even. September feeders down one hundred twenty-five to one hundred forty-six twenty-two. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up twenty points to 34,251. thousand two fifty-one. I'm Dixon Williams and this is a Supertalk, Mississippi Agri-News Network.
16: Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Here's something very helpful you can join Mississippi Farm Bureau for less than $50 a year. There are so many benefits to your membership, including money saving perks, access to Farm Bureau insurance, protecting your land, and making a difference in your community through advocacy. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it.
7: Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, executive director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you
0: arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi this is the jt show with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi the super talk app and at supertalk.fm
2: loves you, baby. You know, they actually did measure an uptick in lollipop sales while that show was on. Look it up. They they actually did. Kojak, welcome back. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Had a problem in Nashville. They had a call into 911 with someone highly upset and excited saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, there's a guy in the house and he's he's shooting people. He already he already shot my mama. You got to get over here now now now. So the police show up, walk up to the door and knock, and the person inside opens fire on them. One of the officers was shot in the arm. There was no shooting in the house. It was an ambush set up to try to kill some police officers. Now the officer that was shot was shot in the arm. The good news, took him to the hospital, he's going to survive, no problem. The guy then uh, walked out of the house and committed suicide right in front of them. Not a single officer fired a shot anywhere in the entire incident. But we're now to the point where you've got knuckleheads out there who are trying to set up ambushes For law enforcement, this isn't hypothetical. It happened yesterday in Nashville, right up the road. This is the atmosphere that our law enforcement agencies are expected to continue doing the work they do in. You really think that's going to improve performance? If it were me, now I'm just speaking for myself, obviously. If it were me, it'd make me a little more trigger-happy.
3: Which, in the report, there was
2: not a single shot fired by the police right. in the incident. None. Not a single trigger was pulled. But police officers already, when they respond to a call, they have it in their mind, trust me, what am I walking into? i got to be ready for anything. And that's why. What happened yesterday is a perfect example of why they have that attitude, why they're trained that way, and why they have to have that attitude. Just absolutely horrific, and I just wanted to comment on it. This is <sighs> Josh down in Osaka says, "Dave, it'll still be the police's fault." Oh, I'm sure some some dingbat out there right now is trying to figure out how to spin it to explain that the the police responded to the nine one one call of an armed person who had shot someone with excessive force. It's coming. What we have to start doing, been saying this for a while, to all of those people that want to put forth those attitudes, we're we're responding to it incorrectly. Let me explain. You know the best way to deal with things like this and make them go away? Laugh at them. When they come out with that, don't treat it with the respect that an honest, well-thought-out opinion deserves.
3: Because it's not a good faith argument.
2: No. You literally laugh at them. That's the only way to dim some of this down. That's basic human psychology. You engage in an argument, you're justifying their argument with them. You go at them and get angry? Well, good. See, obviously it's something worth talking about because look how upset you are that we brought this up. It's a touchy subject, isn't it? No, what you do is just, (laughs) oh, man, you're funny. That's that's pretty good, yeah. And then go on about your business. That is the only way to deal with it that can lead to a positive result in terms of getting some of these people, and most of them will not change no matter what, but you can get to some of them that way, and start to calm some of this down because that is not – a a situation anybody should be in. This is a problem that is right in front of us and there's nothing we can do except again, totally my opinion, laugh at them. We've got to get back to laughing at some people when they say stupid things. Instead of treating them as an equal, as someone who has a A point worth debating. No, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're just being stupid. And we have to start treating them like that. Or it's not going to stop. That's why I'm a huge proponent of taking a lighter view sometimes. That, That has more power to turn things around and change things than a lot of people realize. But you have to be willing to do it. Coming up after news from Fox and Supertalk Mississippi News, Jennifer Simpson, the Assistant Director of the Youth and Community Services Department of the Huntington's Disease Society of America, uh, is Huntington Disease Awareness Month. And something really cool has happened. With some recognition for Mississippi. We'll talk to Jennifer about that right after the news here on Super Talk Mississippi. Keep it here.
0: Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroni'streepros.com.
17: Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. Twitter suspends an account reportedly created by the staff of former President Trump. At DJT Desk has been suspended after apparently sharing posts from former President Trump's new webpage called from the desk of Donald J. Trump. The site created after Trump was kicked off Twitter and Facebook is designed to allow supporters to share statements and post on social media platforms. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, Atlanta reinstates the police officer fired over the killing of a black man.
4: Garrett Rolfe lost his job as an officer with the Atlanta Police Department last summer. The day after he shot and killed Rayshard Brooks, Brooks had stolen a police taser and fired at Rolf and another officer first.
17: Fox's Evan Brown, Rolf's defense complained he was fired without due process. Rolf is charged with felony murder and other charges. America's listening
5: to Fox News.
10: Are you having sewer and drain problems?
15: Garden Mama here to ask, what about your trees, hmm? Everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service, and mine is Matthew's Tree Service, the metro area's oldest residential tree service. They're licensed, insured, and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones, too. Listen to your mama now and call Matthew's for free estimates in the greater Jackson metro area. Call 601-316-8584. Matthew's Tree Service. Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney is warning Farm Bureau casualty insurance customers about an emerging scam.
11: Some customers have received a fraudulent letter and check from someone pretending to be the company along with instructions to send an email or text message before depositing the check in an attempt to get your personal information.
15: One Mississippi Senator lays the blame for the worker shortage squarely at the feet of the Democrats.
14: They you know if they can just keep on providing yeah. this, this free income, people don't to work they're hoping that's how they're going to secure votes
15: during an interview with paul gallo on supertalk senator joel carter told us he believes an entire generation is being ruined by their actions
14: my son did not do good with the distance learning i had to send him off to a, a preparatory school that gives more one-on-one instruction and a lot of people don't have the means to be able to do something like that
15: i'm kelly bennett
7: if you need a contractor to help rebuild your home after a disaster Don't get scammed. Go licensed. Be skeptical about door-to-door offers of repair services. Ask friends and family for recommendations of contractors that they've used. Get at least three bids and never pay in cash. Don't make a bad situation worse. Protect yourself and your family after disaster strikes. Go licensed. For more information, visit our
4: website at www.msboc.us.
6: Do you want to make more money? you need a high school diploma? Do you need help fast? No problem. Contact your local community college to learn more about the My Best program. My Best, improving the quality of life for Mississippians. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board.
7: Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation.
15: Mississippi prisons are hiring. Over 350 correctional officers and 87 probation officers have been added during the recruiting blitz, which was instituted by Department of Corrections Commissioner Burl Kane.
2: And really, is helping us change the culture of the prison. The
1: problem is, it's keeping them.
15: During an interview on Super Talk Mississippi, Paul Gallo asked Kane how the legalization of medical marijuana will affect the hiring process. problem
2: is, if it's legal, then you can't really make it illegal because then you really have to let them have the job within reason so just be sure it's medical and not the other kind.
15: As we spend more time outdoors, there's one creature you should be wary of. Bears. Yes, in Mississippi, they're on the move. And the State Department of Wildlife offers a few helpful tips to avoid encounters. Never feed or approach them, secure food and garbage, and never leave pet food outdoors. Also, clean and store your grills and remove bird feeders when you know bear are active. I'm Kelly Bennett.
17: to good things with me Rebecca Turner it's Mississippi's radio happy hour weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3
0: and now the moment you've all been waiting for welcome to real talk for real Mississippians informed engaging and always brutally honest Welcome to the J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
2: Yeah, I see you, Rusty. Yeah, I see what you're doing on the text line. I couldn't have resisted it either. Don't feel bad welcome back the jt show super talk mississippi dave hughes here and joining us now live on the air on all of our expensive super talk network and also on super talk tv we have the assistant director of youth and community services for the huntington's disease society of america jennifer simpson joining us jennifer how are you today
21: hi dave thank you so much for having me i am really excited to be talking to you guys today May is a really special time for us. It's HD Awareness Month. So, you know, having the opportunity to talk to folks in Mississippi across the whole state is pretty amazing for us.
2: Now, in a, just a minute, we'll get to it. I want to talk specifically about Huntington's disease and once again, get a rundown of what it is. But uh, it's exciting for another reason for Mississippi because of something called the Parity Act. You, you want to explain you're going to do a much better job than me. Explain what the Parity Act is and what it means for us. <laughs>
21: Yeah, absolutely. So the Huntington's Disease Parity Act is this bill that we've been trying to pass for about 12 years now um, at the federal level. Um, It's a bill that's really specific to folks in the HD community, and it does two important things. The first is it waives the two year waiting period for Medicare for folks who have Huntington's disease and are on Social Security disability insurance. So that's the federal disability program that we all pay into as we work. And just in case if we ever need it where we can't work anymore, we become disabled. So the other piece is to waive a five month benefit waiting period for SSDI. So right now, if I become symptomatic with Huntington's disease, I can't work anymore, I apply for SSDI, I have this five month waiting period and then a two year waiting period to access the important benefits that I'm supposed to be able to access as a result of being disabled. So the HD Parity Act waives both of those two waiting periods for folks with Huntington's disease. And we're excited for Mississippi in particular, because we have a couple of folks from Mississippi who are supportive of our legislation. So Representative Palazzo, has been a co-sponsor of this legislation, I think for at least a few Congresses and is a co-sponsor again this year. So we're really excited for him. We've got meetings coming up with representative guests next week to talk about this legislation and the difference that it can make for folks in Mississippi who need help now. So we are really, really raring to go and we're excited for the support we're seeing in Mississippi.
2: Now, we've talked about this before and I want to ask you uh, specifically in Mississippi, I know we have support groups starting up in June, right? And we'll talk about, that in a second. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, how impactful is this? We, We have more people than some folks might suspect in Mississippi that suffer from Huntington's disease, don't we?
21: Yeah, the total impact of HD in the state of Mississippi is around 7,000 to 8,000 people. So that's folks who are currently symptomatic with HD, folks who are at risk of becoming symptomatic. So as we know, HD is a genetic disease. Every person who is born who has a parent with the genetic uh, marker that causes Huntington's disease has a 50% chance of inheriting that same genetic marker and getting sick. We also know that this is a family disease. So there's also, you know, the spouses, the other children in the family who are impacted by this disease, watching their loved ones become sick, having to take care of them. And then not only the people within their family, because again, it's genetic. So it's never gonna be just one person in a family, right? If your parent has HD, chances are their siblings are impacted too. So it's your parent and aunt and uncle, your grandparent, your cousins, It's, it's pretty pervasive. And
2: one thing about this, and the reason why it's going to continue to grow, is a lot of these folks may decide to have children, they have children, and then they find out that they have this disorder, and the horse is out of the barn at that point, basically.
21: Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's a really tough decision for so many folks. Uh, HD, a lot of times, is kept a secret in families, because... There's no cure. The early symptoms can look like, you know, early onset dementia, like early onset Alzheimer's or various mental health conditions. And like we know in this country and in our society, we don't really like to talk about mental health, right? We kind of like to keep that a secret. So there is this sense of shame that folks have around Huntington's disease. So it's not uncommon that, you know, you grow up in a family, something's wrong with grandma or grandpa. We don't quite know what, we don't talk about it that much. You, you know, you grow up, you notice something is going on with mom or dad, but you're happy, you're having your family, you're, you know, you're married, you start to have your family and then boom, you realize it's Huntington's disease and it's genetic and you're at risk and your kids are at risk.
2: Exactly, and that's why that number, I think, will continue to grow, which is why it's so important to get things like this accomplished with the Parity Act, because uh, it it is something that is very impactful, and now we want to talk about that. Uh, Just give a brief rundown. If someone has Huntington's disease, and it's established, and I know all of this because a member of our Supertalk family, uh, Heather, that works down in Brickhaven, her husband has Huntington's. uh, I, I know you know Heather very well. Uh, So I'm familiar with this, but for anyone that might not be, if someone has Huntington's and the symptoms have established themselves and the condition is obvious, what are we talking about here? What do they go through?
21: Mm. Uh, It's incredibly difficult. So the early symptoms, you might start to notice that you're struggling to do the same tasks that you used to do, right? There are major changes in cognitive function. There are major changes in uh, what's called executive functioning. Uh, And that's our ability to do complex tasks. So imagine I'm talking to you and I'm holding this cup. Technically, this is a complex task because I'm doing multiple things at once. My brain is having to process all of these different tasks and all of these different things at once. If that breaks down, suddenly my ability to do these multiple things at once fails. So folks notice, you know, they start in the middle of conversations dropping things. They notice that they used to, you know, if they're an engineer, they used to be able to do really difficult and complex calculations that starts to go away. Um, If, you know, you're a nurse or a law enforcement officer, your ability to make quick decisions starts to go away because all of a sudden your brain starts literally dying. So your synapses, your nerve cells are starting to fire slowly or they're not connected anymore. So your ability to kind of do all of those everyday tasks, those things that you've trained to do for all your life start to disappear. You also notice mood changes, personality changes, you know, people can get really irritable. They start to notice that, you know, the person that they married doesn't seem like the person they married anymore. Um, it's not uncommon that folks end up in inpatient psychiatric uh, psychiatric units because of some of the behavioral symptoms of HD. And right now, the best that we can do is try and kind of manage these with existing medications, right? Do our best and do some sort of patchwork band-aid management of the disease until we find really good treatments and really good cures that's kind of what that looks like and then you start to notice the physical manifestations of the disease right your speech starts to slur because the muscles in your mouth are starting to decay the brain cells that control the movement of uh, of your speech centers start to change and start to die your gait starts to change how you walk starts to change um your ability to eat to swallow starts to change you know it's not uncommon that folks with hd get misidentified as drunk because they have these slurred speech, because the speech centers of their brain are dying. They, the state looks different. So they are, you know, walking a little bit funny. They might be stumbling around, but it's because literally their brain can't control their body anymore.
2: And when you talk about complex then, tasks, you're talking about something as simple that everyone takes for granted as walking and carrying on a conversation at the same time. That's a complex task.
21: Absolutely. Yeah, driving a complex task. You know, imagine some, you know, being 45 and having someone say, you're too sick to drive. You can't drive anymore. You know, especially for, for places that, if you don't have a great public transportation system or you don't have Uber or, you know, Lyft or anything like that, there goes your freedom. You know, there goes your independence.
2: Exactly, and the, the good news is Work is continuing on this disease. There, there have been some trials, there are, there are some trials going on with some new medications. Any, any updates on any of that?
21: Yeah, yeah, we had some interesting news uh, in the past month or so. We had this the two huge trials that were going on, um, one through a company called Roche Genentech and the other through a company called Wave and actually both have stopped so we're uh, kind of roiling from that news. There are these two uh, drugs that were pretty far along that, were hope, that we were really hopeful were gonna be disease modifying treatments for Huntington's disease, but it seems pretty clear now that they just didn't work. Um, so we're back to square one on some things, but there are still lots of uh, treatments in the pipeline from various gene therapy treatments to treatments that are looking at specific uh, specific symptoms like irritability, anger, cognition, mood changes. So we still remain really, really hopeful that in my lifetime and in the lifetime of many folks with HD, we will find the cure for this disease.
2: Jennifer Simpson with the Huntington's Disease Association, a uh, Society of America, rather. Uh, if you can hang on through the break, have one more thing I want to ask you about. There's a facility in Mississippi that has gotten some recognition uh, from you guys, uh, and, and I, I want to talk about that. I want to make sure and get a plug in for that, if you can hang on absolutely fantastic we'll continue with jennifer right after this on super talk mississippi
8: from the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint and coating needs go to seabrookpaint.com today sunny skies high near 78 tonight clear skies low around 53 your finally friday sunny skies high near 74 saturday sunny skies high near 82 and for your sunday a slight chance of rain partly sunny high near 84.
4: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to
5: autotrimdesigns.com.
4: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk
0: Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show, Dave Hughes, Jennifer Simpson with us both on the air and on Super Talk TV, the Assistant Director for Youth and Community Services for the Huntington's Disease Society of America. And, Jennifer, what I wanted to get to very quickly, because we cannot give enough recognition to our facilities in Mississippi when they do good things, and we've got uh, we, we, we got something along those lines we can talk about for Mississippi in regards to to Huntington's disease. Uh, it's, it's really good when we're kind of a leader in the nation. It doesn't happen as often as we'd like it to. And in this case, I think we're kind of taking that role on, aren't we?
21: Oh, absolutely. One of the things that's been really exciting to see in Mississippi is the growth of clinical care for individuals with Huntington's disease. Um, over the past several years, there's been a clinic down at the University of Mississippi Medical Center that's really come up. A really far way in terms of services that they provide to folks with Huntington's disease and providing expert care. Um, so, right now, as of 2021, the University of Mississippi Medical Center now has a center of excellence for treating Huntington's disease. And that means when you go there, you know, the neurologist is an expert in Huntington's disease. There are other services that you can access, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, social work, genetic testing. It's really exciting.
2: And that's important because it wasn't that long ago that when you went to the doctor with Huntington's disease, you would either get misdiagnosed or, or just be told, well, there's nothing we can do for you. you, go on home. And that that seriously, that hasn't been that long ago, right?
21: Oh oh yeah, that still happens. It still happens today. You know, there are folks who will go to, you know, just a general neurologist or their GP and say, you know, and say, I think I want to get tested for H D they get tested, their doctor says, well, sucks for you. I guess that's it. Um, but what we know is that there are good interventions that we can put into place for families with Huntington's disease. And in Mississippi, you know, folks used to have to travel, either go up to Birmingham in Alabama or over to New Orleans to try and get expert clinical care. But now you've got somewhere in your state that is an expert center for clinical care for Huntington's disease.
2: Now, that is hugely important, obviously. Anytime we can provide people with the care they need close to home, that's a win, especially when you can do it at this level. Uh, but aside from the care, we talked about this, uh, mentioned it briefly Uh support group meetings, because this is the type of disease, it's kind of like you you see support groups for cancer survivors and current cancer patients and things like that, because it helps to know you're not alone while you're going through this. Uh, And the support groups are hugely important. If someone would like to be involved in those, what do they do?
21: So if you want to learn about uh, support groups that are running in your area or nationwide, You just go to hdsa.org. There's an easy way to find help and locate resources in your area. And that could be support groups, online support groups, social worker, clinical care, long-term care. It's all right there.
2: It's very simple. It's very easy. Uh, and I, I'm just going to give out a, a big old fat plug right here. Heather that I mentioned, uh, part of our Super Talk family down in Brickhaven. Uh, you can go to Facebook and search for Mississippi Huntington's Family Support and Awareness. Uh, she put that group together, and she has been running it. They've had meetings. Of course, that was kind of impacted by the COVID thing. We weren't able to get back together, but uh, we're starting to see those types of things ramp back up. So you can go to Facebook and find that very easily just like that. Uh, and it, it is important for everybody to have a support system, have somebody that they can talk to that knows what they're going through. Uh, and it's also important to raise awareness. This is Huntington's Disease Awareness Month, which is a good thing because you can encounter somebody that's suffering from Huntington's disease. And if you've never heard of it, like you said, the, the first thought some people have is, well, he's a drunk. That no. Mm-hmm. And it's important to get that word yeah. out.
21: It is. It is. And I think this is also, a, you know, such a time when. It's easy to feel like we can make snap judgments about people and be kind of divisive. What we wanna do in raising awareness is also increase people's compassion, right? Recognize that there's someone going through something and you just don't know. You never know what it could be, but you know, there's these rare diseases like HD and the more you know, the more you can help, the more compassion you can put into this world for folks who are suffering um, from these rare diseases like HD
2: is there anything if if you don't have hd you don't have a family member that has hd uh but you'd still like to get involved in some way and help or just show support is there any way to do that or is it just being aware of it is the most important thing
21: oh absolutely there's always ways to to get involved Um, if you go again to slash take action For example, if you want to do something for the HG Parity Act, if you want to send your member of Congress a quick note, there's an easy way to do that. You just put your zip code in. It'll automatically find your members of Congress and send them a note.
2: You make things so easy, Jennifer.
21: Uh, You know, I do my best
2: i try jennifer simpson who spends all her time sitting around figuring out ways to make things easier at the huntington's disease society of america well you're good at your job you're doing a good job of it and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today uh to help raise awareness for the disease and keep us updated on on any news that comes out moving forward because again this impacts our super talk family and we are a family uh so we we have an interest in this we have a vested interest we want to know okay
21: oh absolutely and thank you for having me thank you for raising awareness you know we need allies like you
2: anytime it is our pleasure and our honor jennifer simpson uh with the huntington's disease society of america we appreciate your time thank you so much uh it's it's amazing sometimes when you think about the fact that this could just kind of smack you right out of nowhere you don't know it's coming but it could it, it By the way, it usually has an onset somewhere in the, the mid-30s to mid-40s. 30s to mid-40s is the age range where it starts to become evident, because I've been asked that question before, so I wanted to pass it along. So thanks, Jennifer, for taking the time to talk to us about that.
3: Oh, yeah, that's one of those where it it's been studied and it has shown up in kids as young as two, but it's also waited until someone reached the age of 80 before appearing.
2: Yeah, what we always say, there are no absolutes, and there aren't. The majority of them fall in that age range, but it could be anyone, anywhere, at any time. So uh, it's good to raise awareness about these things. It's always good to be aware of what's going on around us. Um, Switching topics just a bit. Well, I mentioned this to you during the break. Montana, they have had enough of the labor shortage. The governor has come out and said that they are canceling all the federal add-on unemployment. Just doing away with it. Just, nope, pulling the plug, forget it, get back to work or shut up, is their attitude because, specifically, of the labor shortage there, which is leading to the shortages in the products we were talking about earlier and the raise in prices that we were talking about earlier. I don't think that's the last state we're going to see do that. Now, of course, Mississippi way ahead of Montana because they still haven't reinstituted the requirement to have a certain number of searches for work every week to continue getting your unemployment. It's just sit at home and wait for the check to show up. So they're going to put that back in place as well for the reduced state unemployment in Montana. That's the plan right now. And it's got support. I think it's going to happen up there. Uh so Mississippi is ahead of the game. We had Department of Employment Security with us on Tuesday and they were talking last August. We put the work search requirement back in place here in the state. So nice to see Montana trying to catch up with us in some ways. But until that sorts out, we're not going to see a not going to see a difference. Yeah, Thomas says nice move by their governor. Yeah. And of course, as you would expect, he's catching heat. And that's usually the sign that you're doing something worth doing when you have upset someone by doing it. It's usually the way that works just about every time. Oh, and uh, one more thing before we go to the break. Uh, I don't know if you heard our Attorney General, Lynn Fitch, has been granted an extension to continue suing China. You know, she's filed a lawsuit on them over the cost of dealing with the pandemic that started in China. We're now to the point, I cannot believe I'm about to say this sentence. The Mississippi Attorney General has been dealing with The Hague and International Relations Committees because China refused to allow the Attorney General to serve China through the mail. They said, no, no, we're not going to accept it by mail. You've got to do it through diplomatic channels. So now it's going to take six months to a year. They're going to keep working on it, but they're having to go through diplomatic channels. The attorney general in Mississippi, playing in the big leagues is what she's doing. Been doing pretty well so far, I think. We will continue. Oh, 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 yeah. You know, I don't know why I debated with myself whether or not to wade into this, because now I'm excited. We're about to wade into this next. Have you heard about Coca-Cola's diversity program and the current status of it? You'll like this. It's coming up next on the JT Show.
9: Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations too in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601 605 44
17: Hi, I'm Mary Whedon I have a seawall that's falling apart so I'm using g3 services to replace it g3 services has a long-lasting good-looking product owner Derek Gentry is dependable and I know this because he's my friend and he will be yours as well he also does enclosed patios concrete walkways outdoor kitchens and well everything you desire for outdoor living call Derek today for an estimate he is local and he
6: will call you back
7: Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pelium.com.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney is warning Farm Bureau casualty insurance customers about an emerging scam. Some customers have received a fraudulent letter and check from someone
11: pretending to be the company along with instructions to send an email or text message before depositing the check in an attempt to get your personal information.
15: One Mississippi Senator lays the blame for the worker shortage squarely at the feet of the Democrats.
14: They know if they can just keep on providing yeah. this, this free income. People don't- want the work they're hoping that's how they're going to secure vote.
15: during an interview with paul gallo on supertalk senator joel carter told us he believes an entire generation is being ruined by their actions
14: my son did not do good with the distance learning i had to send him off to a, a preparatory school that gives more one-on-one instruction and a lot of people don't have the means to be able to do something like that
15: i'm kelly bennett
3: confidence peace of mind
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Super Talk Mississippi, the JT Show, Dave Hughes. Here's some sad news to report. Uh, Jonathan Bush has passed away just a few hours before he would have hit 90. He was, uh, of course, the brother of President H.W., George Herbert Walker Bush, and W.'s uncle. Uh, this is what we're missing, though, I think, in today's society the statement, the official statement that was issued. Uh, from the George and Barbara Bush Foundation, saying that they were pausing to mourn the passing of President Bush's beloved brother, Jonathan, goes on saying he was a fine gentleman, grandfather, brother, husband, father, and a noble soul. And then it goes on to say, quote, "...and knowing Jonathan, he would also like for us to observe he was a great song and dance man, without a a doubt the best dancer of his siblings." We're missing that little human touch in things these days. We just don't get that. The official statement from the foundation, well, and he was the best dancer, It's the little things. We're missing the little things, which are all important. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I just renamed them. You know, they had their, uh, their whole thing it about... Makes you wonder why they didn't make a jingle out of Karma Chameleon. That is a really good point. That would have been perfect. They had the thing, the the diversity training that got leaked, where they were told, uh, the employees were told in Atlanta to be less white. That made news everywhere. Well, that diversity plan has been put on pause by the Coca-Cola Corporation. Uh, They got a lot of backlash, and the attorney that was the head attorney for Coca-Cola that put all of this into place, uh, yeah, he has resigned, but not really. Listen to this. This is how you get in trouble. I wish I could get in trouble like this. He had the, the, the whole thing where any outside law firms that the company worked with had to have at least 30% non-white attorneys working on the billable hours. Well, he resigned and then immediately signed a new contract to serve as a consultant to the CEO. This contract is paying him $12 million over the next year. $12 million, a $4 million signing bonus, $4 million sign-on fee, and a monthly consulting fee. You cannot tell me this is accidental. You can't tell me it just happened to work out this way. Never going to buy it. His monthly consulting fee, $666,666. There's no way that's accidental at this point. So now they've got it on pause because, as it turns out, they've had people contact them and say, well, you do know that plan you've put into place, that big grand idea you've got, it's illegal. You you can't judge hiring somebody based on what color they are. This is going to be the fun part of this whole thing, Rhino. As we watch this unfold, and all of these people with these grand, woke plans for how to deal with this... Buttheads with the realization of, oh, no, wait, it doesn't matter which direction it's going in, you can't judge someone by the color of their skin. That's illegal. Has been since 1964? It's been around for a minute. It didn't slip in when nobody was looking. So now they're having to drop back and punt and figure out what they're going to do. Because now that they have discovered, oh, wait, well, what, what what do you mean it's illegal? We're just trying to help. No, you're not. You're just trying to buy woke points. Is the head lawyer one of the handful of people that knows the secret formula or something? How, why is he still around? I don't know. The interesting thing, Rasmussen did a study about the Coca-Cola diversity program after that originally broke. And in the study, the question they asked, quote, After the Georgia legislature enacted a new election law requiring voter ID, Coca-Cola was one of the companies that publicly condemned the law. Does that make you more or less likely to purchase Coca-Cola products? All adults, 37% less likely, 25% more likely. When you break it down by age, 40 to 64, Forty-five percent, it made them less likely to buy their product. Sixty-five and older, 44 percent less likely. Twenty-four percent on the 40 to 64 range said it made them more likely. Twenty-seven percent said it didn't make a difference. And 15% apparently just woke up from a long Rip Van Winkle nap and said, I'm not even really sure what you're talking about. Where have you been if you haven't been keeping up with all this mess going on? So they have put that on pause, and we're going to see. This is the way these things always play out. You always have something that starts one of these, these movements, that sweeps across companies and across people. And then, like a wave, it crests. And then it goes back down. Every time you're going to see some of these things start to unravel a bit, especially the ones that are, on the face of them, against the law. They're going to have to go away. So I, I thought that was uh, a very interesting development, and we'll continue to watch that and see how it plays out. But you have to be aware that well, if you call yourself fighting the good fight, (laughs) you can't do it illegally. Which is a problem that some people don't understand. Apparently. And you know, Stephen on the C Spire text line has a point, says I don't buy or not buy Coke products because of politics. I like the taste of Coke over Pepsi. Very close to the blind taste test challenge again here, but yeah. That didn't go so hot for the Pepsi people. It really didn't. It really didn't. Pepsi points were fun, though. Oh, yeah. you, you could, get, I got like three or four hacky sacks. You could get some cool stuff. You had to collect a lot of points to get the really good stuff, but that's the way all contests work
3: yeah, if you drink that much Pepsi to get a bike, you you would need the bike
2: afterwards. <laughs> but you'd have the energy to pedal it. It's the good news. and i I'm perfectly honest, I enjoy products from both people, both manufacturers. So I'm kind of in the middle on this one. I, I don't I don't have a lot of what you would call brand loyalty. I just get what I like. And I think most people fall under that heading. But you bring up a great point. This is the same thing we've been griping about with musicians and actors and sports stars for quite a while. Just shut up and do what we're paying you to do. We don't care what your opinion is on this stuff. None of it. It doesn't matter makes no difference whatsoever. Alice Cooper came out and said he would never tell anyone how to vote because, well, that wasn't rock and roll. Rock and roll's about freedom and about choosing to be who you want to be, and that's not rock and roll if I sit here and tell you that. Nobody should care what I think. This has been a week for liking strange people for weird reasons. I know I don't know if you guys have talked about it this week, uh, that Caitlyn Jenner in her race for governor of California came out and, and the perfect person to say this said, uh, you know, biological males should not be allowed to compete in female sports. Again, there's gold medals hanging on a peg somewhere at Jenner's house. I think that makes you qualified to have an opinion. The other surprising thing... Meanwhile, uh, the guy that played Timon
3: from the live-action Lion King tweeted out, Caitlyn is the enemy.
2: Of course. Because that's the other thing that so many people have missed in this. Because I've told this to several people, and one eyebrow has gone up, and they've said, Wait, what? Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor of California as a Republican. Caitlyn Jenner is going to have an R by the name Jenner, on the ballot. And when you hear that, a lot of people go, well, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. And already some conservative concepts coming out of there. Jenner has said, let's do away with a lot of these taxes and fees that are being put out on people in California. We're destroying the state. Has come out and said... No biological males and female sports? It's not fair. What planet are we on now where I'm having to agree with Caitlyn Jenner on a bunch of stuff? You just never know when you roll out of bed in the morning what the day is going to bring. Sometimes it's surprising. We continue on the JT show next.
20: just in time for the spray season, Arkansas regulators have approved a new rule permitting in-crop use of decamba through June the 30th. The other two states that have state-specific decamba cutoffs, Indiana and Illinois, are staying with their June 20th cutoff. Arkansas' new cutoff is a significant change from the past few years when the Arkansas State Plant Board had the country's most restrictive dicamba regulation in response to widespread off-target damage complaints in the 2017 season. For the past two years, the state has had a May 25th cutoff for use of over-the-top dicamba herbicides, Extendamax, Eugenia, and Tavium. Once again, Arkansas has passed a new rule expanding dicamba spraying to June the 30th in the the state of Arkansas, while Illinois and Indiana remain with their cutoffs of June the 20th. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
16: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Go with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
15: Show
18: me that smile, okay. Ooh, show me that smile. Don't waste enough.
2: for the return of TV theme song lyrics. The now you get three seconds and the... And just the name of the show. That's boring. I miss that. Now well, I'm just
3: thinking back to... Towards the end of the era of theme songs with lyrics, you had the uh, the big push for... The name of the character and an attribute, and then the next part, the name of the character, and, and it's just they, they sang the story.
2: Yes. Yes, and it was horribly, painfully cheesy, and I missed that, too. I could go for more of that. Coming up after the news at the top of the hour, our buddy Hank Burdine joins us, Mississippi Levy Board. Uh, they, I heard you mention just the other day, Rhino, that you wished you could get a hold of him because you had something you wanted to ask him because the man knows everything, about his topic. He is one of the most informed uh, subject matter experts I've ever seen. Yeah, I spent the the
3: weekend looking at historical data for flooding in the Delta and just general flooding in the Magnolia State, and it, it seems like this is about the time of year when it starts to recede. This is about as bad as it's gonna get, unless it's a particularly bad year.
2: Yeah, well, we'll ask him about that uh, coming up after the top of the hour. I was, uh, oh, by the way, we we talked about it Tuesday, the Chinese rocket that's coming down. They're now saying it's going to come down Saturday. Should not, and I mentioned this just because up until now, nobody really knew and they're still not 100% sure. But don't think it's going to cause a problem for us. Uh, There was a chance, and I think there still is a chance, it could hit New York. The city That chance is way down. They're now saying, I think, over towards Europe, closer uh, to there, is where it's going to come down. But it's the fact that nobody knows that's the problem. You don't just throw it up there and go, well, wherever it comes down, it comes down. That's fine with us. The one I couldn't think of Tuesday, by the way, the Chinese had launched another one several years back. And when it came down, it drove giant steel rods and beams through buildings on the Ivory Coast when it came down. And it's not like this is the last one they're planning on sending up, either. Oh, no. They're building a space station. They're just getting started on it. So there's going to be more of this, and they just see no need to bother worrying about where it's going to come down. Just throw it up there. Where it falls, it falls. Uh, They have uh, put out a statement and said, well, it's made out of lightweight aluminum. It's all going to burn up on reentry. Well, good. You go stand under where it's coming down and let me know how that works out. Oh, wait, that's right. You don't know where that spot would be. <sighs> Did you hear about the newest addition to the Space Force? No. They are instituting the Space Force Reserve. We are going to have a National Guard for Space. Basically. Basically. And they actually, uh, the, the generals and some of the folks that are working on this, used that terminology. I'm not just throwing that out there. They said this is the start of the National Guard for space.
3: A part of me is thinking, what took so long? Yeah. I mean, we're in 2021. We're
2: kind of there. It's time. So, yeah, new opportunities about to pop up for folks is what that means. Now, on the bright side, if the aliens come back and land in Mississippi again, then we'll have somebody to deal with it. It'll be their job, won't it? One would think. We've had several of those instances. Down on the coast was probably the most famous one, but yeah, at that point you call in the... What will you call them? I mean, it'll be the Space Guard Reserve, uh, the Space Force Reserve, but... The National Space Guard Force. Res- I mean, how, how do you combine the two?
3: You just got to holler at uh, Roddenberry's people and see if they'll let you use Starfleet.
2: Yeah. Ensigns. This will do it. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, Jackson Zoo is closed today. We got no electricity. The giraffe does not have any power. But they're going to get it back open uh Supposedly about tomorrow it's going to be back. They had some limbs down from the weather on Tuesday, and uh, not only power, but they got to do some cleanup out of the zoo, but they'll have it back open. And uh, what's his name? Is it Kevin? Is that the name of the giraffe?
3: I was just double-checking the date we have to look forward to for the release of all the UFO classified documents.
2: Yeah, when is that?
3: That'll be coming up on Saturday, June 25th. Not that far. It's 180 days from the signing of the bill where Rubio snuck that language into it on December 27th.
2: So, just about a month and a half, and they will release just enough to make us think they've released something. That's what I'm expecting out of that. There is no doubt about what's going on with the Mississippi River if you have Hank Burdine's phone number. We're going to talk to him after the news from Fox and Super Talk Mississippi News. Got some updates on the pump situation and the EPA. We'll get that from Hank and find out what's going on when we come back on the JT Show for the final hour on this Thursday on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090.
17: Fox News. I'm Lillian Wu. An investigation finds broadband companies were among those behind millions of fake net neutrality comments filed with the FCC. New York Attorney General Letitia James says broadband industry companies paid more than four million dollars for a campaign that generated more than eight and a half million fake comments to the FCC to quote, create the appearance of grassroots opposition to net neutrality rules. Another nine million comments supporting net neutrality were found to have been made by a 19-year-old college student. Fox's Tanya J. Powers net neutrality bars internet service providers from blocking or web traffic or offering paid fast lanes and an army trainee's been arrested after authorities say he boarded a school bus in South Carolina with a gun this morning and held the driver and elementary school children hostage before letting them off. America's listening to Fox News. As
7: locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105. Call today.
12: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree?
7: rogers Dabs chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole miss sports rogers Dab's service parts and quick lube are open monday through friday from 7 a.m till 6 p.m and saturdays from 7 a.m till 3 p.m crossgates brandon or rogersdabs.com
18: i'm
15: kelly bennett and you're listening to super talk mississippi news The number of confirmed tornadoes and damaged homes continues to rise following multiple rounds of severe weather. The National Weather Service has now confirmed 15 tornadoes from Sunday's
11: storm surge and another three that touched down on Tuesday. The strongest of the storms was an EF2 tornado in Holmes County on Sunday with winds reaching 115 miles per hour. As for damages, 229 homes were affected on Sunday and 160 are reporting damage from Tuesday.
15: It was two years ago yesterday when Officer Robert McKeithen was shot to death in the parking lot at the Biloxi Police Department. Chief John Miller spoke during a memorial honoring McKeithen and four other fallen officers.
1: There's absolutely no way to repay the debt that we owe these brave men. And there's no way to ease the pain and suffering their families have been endured.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett.
19: Free up your time. With steel, you can spend less time working on your yard and more time doing the things you love. Not sold at Lowe's or The Home Depot. Steel is only available through our 10,000 local steel dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and The Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Get big league performance in your backyard with steel battery tools. From mowers to trimmers, our AK Homeowner Series starts at just one ninety nine ninety nine. dollars 99 Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 10,000 local dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP. Available for participating dealers, Lowe's and the Home Depot, are trademarks of their respective companies.
15: There's a new state flag flying at courthouses and schools across Mississippi, one that lacks the controversy of the one that flew before it. Joey Deason, the Director of Economic Development in Madison County, says we'll never know how many businesses stayed away before the
16: change. Personally, I've sat in front of a company within the last two years mm-hmm. that brought up the flag as an issue. The problem is not you're not winning deals because Mississippi still was winning deals, but the problem was you didn't know how many deals you weren't yep. getting a chance to p- compete with.
15: Amazon is opening up a new fulfillment center in his county that will create over 1,000 new jobs. A Rocket Fuel Innovators expansion is bringing jobs to South Mississippi. Adronos Incorporated is expanding its Rocket
11: Motor Research and development operations in McHenry, a move that will create 25 new jobs alongside a corporate investment of over $1.3 million. I'm
16: Kelly Bennett.
20: folks
4: in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning 6 till 9 gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi
0: 97.3 welcome to real talk for real mississippians
18: okay let's begin
0: welcome to the jt show with gerard gibbert
2: The J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Dave Hughes in the chair today and joining us on the phone now, a member of the Mississippi Levy Commission. Always enjoyed talking to Hank Burdine. How you doing today, Hank?
22: Hello, you got me, J.T.?
2: I got you, man. You're doing great. How are you?
22: Oh, I'm doing good. I'm down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast right now. I'm around past Christiane, and it's absolutely gorgeous down here.
2: It's a gorgeous day, so you picked a good day to go down there.
22: It really is. We had a bunch of weather come through the Delta a couple of days ago. Wind storms and a lot of rain, but uh, it's a beautiful day to be out and about right now.
2: Now, tell us about the latest updates with the EPA and and the pumps. Uh, Where are we at in that process?
22: We are in about as good a shape as we can be in right now, hopefully. Uh, We have had the... Uh, regular determination filed by the Corps of Engineers, uh, meaning everything is all the criteria is met, everything is ready to go. The uh, EPA uh, has written a letter that uh, they're in conjunction with everything, so we're hoping that we're good to go right now. There have been a couple of lawsuits filed by. Uh, Earth Justice uh, on behalf of American Rivers, which is based out of Washington, D.C., the Audubon Society out of Manhattan, New York, the Sierra Club out of California, uh, environmental groups like that that are trying to stop the project from going forward, uh, saying that uh, if it, it can't go forward because it will fall under the same EPA veto that happened back in 2008. We don't think that that is the case. The uh, Corps of Engineers does not think it's the case. Uh, EPA has signed off on the project entirely and is calling it a new project and should not fall under that environmental EPA veto from uh, however many years ago. The difference in the projects today is that the pumps have been moved to the Deer Creek Ridge area, which, uh, you gotta understand, you got the Mississippi River Ridge, and then you go down into a sump, which was a steel bowel basin, which is where the pumps were originally designed to be put. And then you've got another ridge, which is around, then at the Sunflower River Ridge. The
2: pumps there. Having a little bit of a cell phone connection problem there. We'll, we'll see when he pops back, because Hank was just getting going. He was just getting started, but we'll get him back here in just a second. And it's not surprising when you hear, did that not sound like a list of the usual suspects in terms of who would file a lawsuit against the Backwater Pumps Project? I mean, the Sierra Club, all all of these places uh, that are against everything, it seems like. It's perfectly in character with them, and not surprising one bit that they would all rush forward to file a lawsuit. But from what Hank was saying just then, it sounds like uh, they don't really have a strong basis to file those lawsuits. So I'm pretty sure Hank was building up to say not particularly worried about those because of the fact that the EPA has designated a new project. They have said it doesn't fall under that. And I'm not really sure another organization can come in and tell the EPA, no, you're wrong about what the EPA has decided on this. I'm not really sure it can work that way. You know? So I think we have – do we have Hank back? We've got Hank back. Uh, you, You dropped out on us, Hank.
22: All right, yeah, I'm back in
2: now. Fantastic. And I was just commenting on the fact that it doesn't sound like these lawsuits, from what I referred to just then as the usual suspects, uh, really have much of a chance of moving forward. They can't come forward and tell the EPA, hey, you're you're wrong about what the EPA thinks about this project. I I would think they they wouldn't have any legs on those lawsuits.
22: Well, I would hope so also. They're also suing the... Corps of engineers and the uh, uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and the uh, I think it is the Forest Service also, because of an endangered species that is down there, which is the pondberry, which is a small bush that grows in marsh type areas. The entire community of pondberry is in the area that the pumps would keep uh, the water off of and allow the pond berry to live, as it is now in 2019. The whole community of pond berry was under six feet of water for six or seven months, and it killed everything off. So the pumps will actually help the pond berry situation down there as opposed to hurting it. So
18: uh, we we feel
22: that the lawsuits are frivolous, uh, and uh, the government has already allocated 9000000 $9 to $11 million that the uh, Corps of Engineers is using right now for site relocation stuff, uh, for site prep. They're doing a lot of historical uh, work, making sure that there are no Indian mounds or any, any villages, Indian uh, Native American villages, anything down there. They are doing soil borings, and they're getting ready to go into the Uh, 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 real estate acquisition for the new site location for the pump. So we're going forward, and uh, we're just hoping everything is going to continue on, and we're going to get some relief down there.
2: Well, I think that kind of partially answers my next question, which was with these lawsuits going on, do you have to wait for those lawsuits to reach a resolution before we get started on this, or are they just going to go ahead and get started on it?
22: Uh, Well, we are We are. We are u- we're using the money that has been allocated now we're right in line uh to continue to go along and uh hopefully the lawsuits uh will be you know thrown out or uh or decided that it's it's not necessary and continue mm-hmm. with our project now we also under new administration so
14: uh,
22: I'm hoping that it won't anything come out of that, but as it is the EPA, the Corps of Engineers, the record of determination, everything is ready to go, and that's what we're doing, going forward.
2: We've got a couple of questions on the C Spire text line, if you don't mind. One of them, uh, JB up in the Delta, says, I live on the Sunflower River upstream of Clarksdale, flooded in 2016 for the first time. Will the pumps be of any benefit to me? All
22: right. The pumps will absolutely be. The, the new pump project will. In that, if he lives up there around Clarksdale, he knows very well that in the August and September time of the year when uh, we're going into our dry spell, that the Sunflower River, you can basically jump over it. Well, part of this new project is to install 34 uh, groundwater wells along the base of the levee, which will pump out of the Mississippi alluvial, the river alluvial aquifer, and that water will go into the sunflower, into the boat, into different streams to keep water in them, which will help out the aquatics. It will help out the mussel population. It will help out the fisheries. It will allow water to stay in those streams in the, uh, in the hot, hot part of the summer and August and September when it normally dries up. And it also will allow recharging and regeneration of the aquifer in those parts of the delta where those rivers are. So as far as the pumps helping the sunflower that far up during backwater flooded times, that water doesn't get back as far as he's talking about.
2: So when, when they have flooding there, it's not necessarily from the, the, the same causes and the same reasons that the pumps are designed to address.
22: That That is correct. That, the flooding that they have in the sunflower basin up on the upper reaches of it, It's just a matter of that water getting on down there all the way to the South Delta. But the the backwater flooding does not have uh, an effect on the sunflower area up there around Clarksdale.
2: Very good, very good. Um, Let me ask you this, and Rhino had a question, actually. He was wondering about uh, late last week. Uh, about flooding on the Mississippi River and the current situation. Rhino, you want to ask Hank?
3: Yeah, usually about this time of year, at least from what I can tell with historical data, this is about as bad as it gets flooding-wise, unless it's a particularly bad flood season. Is there any truth to that, or am I just looking at the numbers wrong?
22: Well, of course, you're, you know, your spring floods is when you uh, when we have the most problem with rising water, and heavy flood water on the Mississippi River. Now, it's, it's not too far out of line as far as the average elevation of the river now. Uh, it'll be going back down. Now, we may get a June rise. It all depends on the rain seasons up the Ohio Basin. About 80% of the water coming into the Mississippi River comes out of the Ohio system. So that's what we got to watch is uh, what's happening up the Ohio River areas up through there. Now in the wintertime, after you've got a severe low water cell...
2: Hank, day, I, I'm, I'm going to butt in, if you don't mind. Hold that thought. We're up against a break, and we'll continue that after the break, okay? That's right. That's right. Hank Burdine, board member with the Mississippi Levee Commission... With-
8: from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, Heiner 78. Tonight, clear skies, low around 53. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, Heiner 74. Saturday, sunny skies, high near 82. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, Heiner 84. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
5: I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. Understanding your energy usage helps you reduce energy usage and your bill. Entergy's My Advisor dashboard gives you free online tools to help you save power and money. You can check daily spend levels, view current bill projections, and determine where your home uses the most energy. Simply log into your Entergy account online or through the free Entergy app. Start saving today at Entergy.com slash My
6: Advisor.
1: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an XMARC. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Mark pricing and special Mark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still zero percent interest you don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two-to-one over the next best-selling brand so stop by Frederick sales and service on old highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs at Frederick's we are the Exmark experts 26 years of award-winning selling servicing and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
4: Hello, here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
18: The switches are thrown. The signals are given.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
18: Sunday, Monday, happy days.
2: Welcome back. Super Talk Mississippi. On the phone with us, Hank Burdine with the Mississippi Levy Commission. And I had to interrupt you. I'm sorry we were up against the break and couldn't do a thing about it. You were talking about having to watch the rainfall up in the Ohio Basin to really tell what the flooding situation is going to be for the rest of the year.
22: Well, that's true. And that's because 80% of the water coming into the Mississippi comes out of the Ohio. Uh, the upper miss, the Missouri River, Puts in only about 20, 25% of the water, but the sediment load comes out of the Midwestern area. So we get a lot of water out of Ohio, we get the mud out of the uh, out of the upper Mist and the Missouri River. So uh, during this time, we're at average elevation. We went a little above flood stage, two, three feet above bank full is what we call flood stage, and it's gone back down. So uh, we we're not concerned about anything right now that is in the forecast. So hopefully we're we're gonna have gonna have a good normal flood year on the river and not have any flood problems.
2: Well, we were overdue for a good year with the flooding up of the delta, especially David and the delta on the C Spire text line may have a point here. He says, wouldn't dredging the lower Mississippi River be more helpful than pumps? The problem never got as bad on the Yazoo while the Mississippi was being dredged on a regular basis. What are your thoughts on that?
22: Well, it's two totally different rivers. Uh, there's, we do dredge the Mississippi River in areas where uh, we've got sediment buildup, and it's, there's really no way because of the sediment load that comes down the Mississippi River We dredge when we have problem areas where the sediment is built up to maintain that channel that we have to maintain, an eight-foot channel for navigation, towboats, and barges. But to be able to go in there, that river's a mile wide in certain areas, and we've got the dike systems in there to force the river to go where we want it to go and let the power of the river velocity of the water itself scour the bottom out and keep that channel open for navigation. So uh, there's not much dredging that can be done other than the amount of dredging that we're doing right now uh, that would help that out. Now, another thing that I'm concerned about and part of the lawsuits is that these pumps are going to cause flooding downstream. When you talk about a pump that's 14,500 cubic feet per second, Yes, that's a big pump. But when those pumps have cut on above the elevation of 87, what that river is doing at that time is carrying over 2 million gallons per second down the, the, the water, uh, downstream. Down, down so when you've got thousand cubic feet per second going downstream, and you're adding 14,500 cubic feet per second to it, it it's, it's nominal. It, it will not increase the elevation of the river a tenth of a foot, which is an inch and a half. And basically where the water will be going into the Yazoo River Basin, it, is, it would be in a flood stage anyway, and it spreads out, it would be like a garden hose in your backyard, if you've got a drainage ditch in your backyard uh, that tears your water off, and during a big flood rain, if you turn your garden hose on and lay it in the backyard, it's not going to mount to much at all. And it's less than 1% adding into that river when it's at flood stage of over 2 million cubic feet per second. So uh, it's, it's a nominal amount and would be dispersed, before, really, before it even gets into the Mississippi River. Well, and and those, those all come from data that, they have, that, they have, that the Corps of Engineers have produced.
2: You know, as you continue to talk through this, and we've been talking to you for a while, and you continue to explain the facts, it makes it pretty frustrating that it took so long to get the pumps in place because it, it just sounds like a no-brainer to me. I, I, I don't see any objections that, pardon the pun, hold any water to, uh, against them. Well,
22: and when you talk about the the environment itself and the wildlife, the Mississippi Wildlife uh, Fishers and Parks, they don't know when the wildlife generations are going to be able to, to come back because they've been decimated for the last four or five years. The The populations of deer that are now no longer down there, the turkey, raccoons, I mean we've had black bear that is on an endangered species list killed because they're up on the side of the road to get away from the water. So to me it's a no brainer. Now yes, we'll still have two hundred and plus thousand acres underwater at the eighty seven and all of that are trees. That's the wooded area, Delta National Forest, and all down through there. So it if you look at it it, it it's a no brainer It's a good project, and it's time for it to go ahead on and and let's get these pumps in place.
2: Well, it's good news that we don't have a flooding problem this year, and and we'll just have to wait to see how it develops moving forward uh, because this will take, as we have said before, what, uh, two or three years, even if you get started with no interruptions, right?
22: That's correct. And uh, Now, we did have some backwater flooding already this year, but the gates are open and water's going out. And uh, they're able to get back, get you know, get into the fields down there in the south delta now. But uh, that could change if we get some big rain. If we get that June rise and the river comes back up and we have to close those gates again and then it rains in the delta, well, here we go again. That water doesn't have anywhere to go.
2: And that's what we're trying to avoid with the pump project. I think the big unasked question in all of this, from the lawsuits and everything else, what do pond berries even taste like, Hank?
22: (laughs) I've I've never eaten a pond berry. It's a a low-lying bush. Uh, It's got another generic name that I don't remember right offhand. I don't know what they look like, uh, but they're, uh, they're a species that are somewhat endangered, growing in that low-lying area. And you see uh, the flooding down there, when we don't have the gates closed, the water is recreated, regenerated through rainfall. It's not by that river coming in there. So it's a totally different scenario now that the Corps has done those studies and realize that the regeneration of the uh, of the area is is with normal rainfall and not flooding from the Mississippi River.
2: Yeah, and that's, again, one of the... Uh, do, do you think that these organizations filing these lawsuits, do you think they're not aware of any of this, or are they just purposefully ignoring it for the purpose of messing with this?
22: I can't say that any of them have ever set foot down there. To look at it and to see what's going on during these times i have extended invitations to all of them i put them in my boat take them anywhere they wanted to go show them firsthand but uh i was never taken up on any of those invitations and i personally went down at the elevation of 87 when american rivers had put the sunflower river on one of the top 10 most endangered rivers in america because they said that the pumps would drain the Sunflower River. So at the elevation of 87, I put my boat in the water, went as far up Deer Creek as I could go, as far up Steel as I could go, and up the Sunflower River system as I could go. And at that 87, the Sunflower River was still in flood condition. It was still out of its banks down in the lower part of the Delta. So for them to say it's going to drain the Sunflower River, is not true. It is falsehood.
2: Yeah, it sounds like the exact. It sounds like the exact opposite of the problem they're trying to claim it's going to create.
22: That's true. It uh, none of the, the the points that they bring up that I've seen hold in the water. No pun intended. <laughs> but uh, you know, and if they would look at the facts, if they would look at the figures, if they would look at if they would come get on the ground and see what we're talking about. I would hope that they would understand it, but to my knowledge, they have not done that.
2: Well, Hank, I I,
22: think anytime I, they just they are going to be against it.
2: I hate to say it, but don't hold your breath waiting for somebody to take you up on that invitation. I don't think they're really that interested in, in finding out the facts.
22: Well, uh, everybody's on board as far as our congressional uh, people, Cindy Hyde Smith. Uh, uh, Mr. Thompson, Benny Thompson, uh, Roger Wicker, all of them know the need of it and know the importance of it. And the cost factor, the money that the government has paid out in insurance and uh, crop losses over the last 10 years would have paid for the pumps two times over. So, you know, if they say, well, $400 million is too much. Well, we spent more than that in the last 10 years on in, in government payments. Uh, because of crop age. So, you know, and, and when you look at in 2019, you had 548,000 acres underwater, 230,000 acres of cropland was underwater.
2: Hank, hold we on have... a second. We're up against a break again. Hold that thought, okay?
22: <laughs> okay. Uh...
6: too far to visit give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions thank you for shopping local and supporting a mississippi owned business
13: i wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy
5: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
13: Yes,
23: get your purse, sweetie. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse.
17: 711.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The number of confirmed tornadoes and damaged homes continues to rise following multiple rounds of severe weather. The National Weather Service has now confirmed 15 tornadoes from
11: Sunday's storm surge and another three that touched down on Tuesday. The strongest of the storms was an EF2 tornado in Holmes County on Sunday with winds reaching 115 miles per hour. As for damages, 229 homes. affected on Sunday and 160 are reporting damage from Tuesday.
15: It was two years ago yesterday when officer Robert McKeithen was shot to death in the parking lot at the Biloxi Police Department. Chief John Miller spoke during a memorial honoring McKeithen and four other fallen officers.
1: There's absolutely no way to repay the debt that we owe these brave men and there's no way to ease the pain and suffering their families had to endure.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, now, now onto the real part.
20: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back to the JT Show debuts here as. We continue to monopolize Hank Burdine's time. We're just not going to let him get back to what he's supposed to be doing. He's a member of the Mississippi (laughs) Levee Commission. Hank, we're we're taking all your time, man. You're just an employee now.
22: There you go. Well, as long as we can continue talking about this and uh, making awareness, getting awareness out there where folks understand the importance of those pumps and uh, what it does, that in 2019, we had 686 homes that were impacted. a lot of those homes are not going to ever be able to go back into because of the water and how long the water stayed in them we had three highways that went underwater so uh the the detriment to the wildlife is what i i really don't want to see that anymore because when when you see the deer that you may have four or five hundred deer on a levee that um uh, the babies are dying. The little fawns are dying. The mamas can't nurse them. They, uh, it 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 really is a very sad sight to see the 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 destruction that those pumps would alleviate if they go ahead and if we go ahead and get them built and, and keep that water down to an elevation of eighty seven. And uh, because a lot of those deer, the wildlife, that leave. They never will come back in there, and a lot of them are killed during those flood times. So, it's uh, you know for these environmental groups to say that the pumps are going to hurt, they need to come down and look at it and see what see what's really happening.
2: Well, with any like those lawsuits won't hold things up, and you can get right through this process. As you said, and we talked about it earlier, it's going to be two to three years from start time until it's finished. Now, at that point, they hey, we're good to go. Once that process is done, they just turn on and immediately have an impact, right?
22: That is correct. Uh, and they kick on at the elevation of uh, of 87, and we'll, main, we'll hopefully try to maintain that elevation unless we get a horrendous amount and uh, uh the, the the pumps can't keep up with it but it should be able to to hold that elevation or very close to it uh you know during those times.
2: Would it have been able to if the pumps had been in place, would it have been able to hold that eighty seven foot elevation during the flooding of the last few years?
22: Yes it would have. Uh except on if you were to get a four or five inch rain and the gates were closed and it all got down there, maybe it couldn't for a day or so keep it up, but it would eventually get it right back down to where where it can hold hold that elevation. The eighty seven is where they kick on and uh and should be able to maintain that, you know, unless you get some really really big rainfall in the Delta itself. Then it'll the tub will fill up a little bit. And it just takes a while for it to pump it right back down.
2: Well, and it sounds to me like uh, if we had had the pumps when we originally started this process way back in the early two thousands, I believe, uh, we wouldn't have had the flooding problems like we had those past few years.
22: No, we would not have. Nor would we, and we would have paid for the pumps uh, several years ago already, uh, in crop by crop losses. So. Uh, it's the it's situation where they need to go on and uh, continue the funding, continue the operation. Let's get these pumps built and let's let's go.
2: Now, is there anything anybody else can do to help this along? Do they need to contact their congressman about this?
22: I don't know that uh, it, it certainly wouldn't hurt, but uh, the con- our congressmen are all for it right now and uh, have come out all publicly in favor of it. So, uh, uh just hope that these lawsuits don't do anything to, to slow it down or to stop it. But uh and that's you know, that's that's out of our hands right now and hopefully hopefully that will not happen. Hopefully we'll continue on and start uh, acquisition on the real estate, start pouring concrete and get these pumps built and get uh, and get going.
2: Hank, I always enjoy talking to you so much and at some point you and I have to get together and enjoy a slice of Pondberry Pie together.
22: Let's do that. Let's do that. If if we can find any down there, if the pumps are built, we can hopefully replant some and get some to come back in there that, uh, that have been destroyed without having to pump. So a plonberry pile would be mighty nice.
2: I like it. Hank Burdine, member of the uh, Mississippi Levy Commission Board, always appreciate your time, sir. We'll let you get back to what you were doing.
22: That's yes, right. Thank you, and y'all have a good day.
2: You too. I, I seriously do. I really enjoy talking to him because you are going to be hard-pressed to find anyone more knowledgeable on their subject than Hank Burdine. That man knows his business backwards and forwards and had an immediate answer to, to your question, Rhino, which was, yeah, sort of.
3: Which is kind of crazy because I spent about four hours over the weekend digging through the data I could find to come up with my
2: conclusion. And he was just able to, yeah, yeah it's about like this. Yeah, it, it took him about two seconds. But that's how well he knows this subject and this topic. Uh, and always enjoy talking to him. Uh, <clears throat> from the 662, perfect example on the ceasefire text line. Dave, thank you so much for the Hank Burdine interview. He's so knowledgeable and makes such good sense. Our farmland is in Holly Bluff. So they, they've got some skin in the game on this. Which, and a lot of people do, including people that don't live along the river, because when it floods like it has the past two or three years, that impacts the entire state a lot of times in ways you may not see. You, you may not realize uh, the impact that you're suffering from it. Speaking of unintended consequences, we are desperately close to Britain and France going to war. Have you heard about this? Oh, is this over Brexit? Sort uh, Sort of. Specifically, it's over fishing along the Jersey Island Hmm. that's off the shore of of England and France. They changed all the rules right at the last second before Brexit happened. Now the French are protesting the British coming down and fishing off of the shores of the Jersey Island. So they have organized a flotilla of boats as a protest. The U.K. this morning just sent out two gunboats. When I say they're headed in the direction of war, I'm not exaggerating. England sent two gunboats to this island to say, knock it off, we're fishing. We want scallops. That's what they're fishing for.
3: France has got a two-front war going then. Yes. Because of a Belgian
2: farmer. Yes. Well, it was in his way.
3: If you haven't heard this story, there was a Belgian farmer that was using his tractor to work in his fields, and there was this big stone... It had been there as long as he could remember, but it kept getting in his way, so he decided to move it out of the way of his tractor, moved it about seven or eight feet to one side, didn't think anything of it (laughs) until an official came by to do some surveying and looked for the stone, and the stone wasn't where the stone was supposed to be. It was eight feet over. The problem is that stone was the stone marker for the boundary and the border line between Belgium and France.
2: Belgium grew by 8 feet because a farmer had a rock in his way. Now, number one, can we just stop for a second and appreciate the fact that in 2021, when we're putting a National Guard component into the Space Force in America, in Europe, they're still measuring where each country stops and starts with rocks.
3: Yeah, that rock apparently has been there since 1819, and it was mentioned in the 1820 Treaty that ended...
2: The conflict between napoleons france and belgium now here's the crazy part okay they've been kind of having fun with it back and forth between france and belgium there's a village on either side of the border just kind of neighboring each other and the mayors have been going back and forth and joking and having fun they have asked the farmer to put the stone back where it came from if he doesn't they are going to have to convene a, an international borders committee that hasn't been convened since 1930 to deal with this, and he could be charged. The Franco-Belgian Border Commission. Yes. So, France has Belgium encroaching on the bottom. On the top, England is sending gunboats to, gun to scare them away from the scallops so they can keep fishing. France is having a bad week. You think we got problems with the pumps in the Mississippi River. The best part about the fishing story, this this isn't new and not necessarily related to Brexit. This has been a bone of contention for a while. Uh, Back in 2018, they were throwing smoke grenades at each other, the French and the English, at this island over scallop fishing. Now, in response to the gunboats being sent, because a lot of English people live on the island, Jersey Island, uh, France has said, well, I tell you what, we're just going to cut off all electricity to the island. How about that? Because they get all their electricity through underwater cables coming from France. So the latest international incident... I've never had scallops. I didn't realize they could be this important. So under the heading of You Think We Got Problems, I wonder if the Sierra Club's going to file a lawsuit over to the scallops. It's time to the the Let's just make it as bad as possible, just to watch the, the entertainment unfold. Final segment of the JT Show on this Thursday, coming up next. Why
18: do we
10: always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show.
4: You get it's time to get things started on the, the most sensational, sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational. This.
14: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
12: Give your mom sweet satisfaction this Mother's Day with delicious treats from Nandy's Candy. Pick up scrumptious treats like Nandy's Assorted Chocolates, English Toffee, Truffles, Nandy's Famous Pralines, Divinity, and even Sugar-Free Chocolates. Place your order online today for chocolate-dipped strawberries and chocolate dip baskets at Nandy'sCandy.com. Nandy's Candy in Maywood Mart. Or shop online at Nandy'sCandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping.
4: Carter Jewelers is having our annual balloon pop sale, and it's a good one. This is how the balloon pop works. After you have made your jewelry selection, you pick and pop a balloon that will have a discount voucher of at least an extra, and I mean an extra 10 to 30% off your entire purchase. All balloons win with discount vouchers up to an extra 30% off our May Madness sale prices. You're not going to beat our sale prices the way they are. But with the extra balloon pop discounts, the savings are incredible. All purchases include complimentary lunch for two at the award winning Aladdin Mediterranean Grill. And Dad, don't forget to tell them about our 12 months interest-free financing. And don't forget about our no credit check finance that's carter jewelers the oldest business
14: in jackson located on the corner of high and state street and at the pemberton kroger plaza
23: in vicksburg
4: sale in saturday mother's day eve at 6 p.m
23: hi this is mark shapley of mm shapley steakhouse
0: Yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi.
18: Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. Let's hear it.
0: Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk, Mississippi.
18: Mississippi.
2: Exciting and new. Rusty from Greenville on the ceasefire text line in reference to my offer to Hank after all this is settled with the pumps to share a slice of Pondberry Pie. Rusty says, quote, that would be a heck of a way to discover that Pond berries were poisonous. That would also be exactly my luck. Just put that out there. Uh, Don't forget, we are on the road all over the place. Tomorrow, uh, Gerard out visiting with my buddies at Carter's Jewelers. Uh, Tomorrow, the the entire show out there at Carter's Jewelers. Fun fact, little tip, Sunday's Mother's Day. Mom is going to be standing by the door tapping her foot. That's the way that usually works. So they can help you out at Jewelers. Uh, Go see Jerry and the rest of the crew over there. Great group of people and just an incredible selection as well. Gerard will be there from 10 until 1 tomorrow. Then next Wednesday, Paul's coming down near my neck of the woods. He's going to be in Brookhaven at King's Daughters Medical Center. Uh, Wednesday morning, the show will be down there. It's National Hospital Week, and Paul's going for the food at the hospital. They have really good food at King's Daughter's Medical Center. They really do, and he's going just for the food. Nobody's going to convince me otherwise. I know what he's doing. I know how it's working, and that's fine. He'll tuck in, probably both before and after, because it's, you know hospital kitchens. So you can get stuff just about any time, usually. So, yeah. They're, they're going to have. Now I'm getting offers for scallops. Everybody wants to cook me scallops now. I'm not going to turn down free food. I would say uh, a trip
3: to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to have some fresh ones would be pretty tasty. But uh, around here, your best bet's probably going to be to go for like hibachi or something.
18: I
2: am surrounded by scallop experts and had no idea this entire time. It's kind of impressive. I, I have a, a a side hustle for you, by the way. All right. Just want to share this uh, because the applications are open through the end of the month. Got plenty of time to get it in. There is a website called eachnight.com. They compare mattresses and compare bedding and pillows and all that kind of stuff. Make their money through affiliate ads. Apparently make a lot of money. They're looking for five people. To take a nap every day for 30 days straight and document them. I think I could do that. They are going to be researching what they call the pros and cons of napping. Going to test theories about the best nap duration. Because, you know, if your nap goes too long, you wake up and you're sluggish and it's just a horrible day for the rest of the day. Too short? Eh, then you're just extra grumpy. So, yeah, going to try to nail that down. Going to test theories about. Uh, the effects of napping on memory, motivation, and productivity. Here's the best part. If you are one of the five selected, they're going to pay you $1,500 to take a nap every day for 30 days. I can tell by the tilt of your head I now have your full attention, Rhino. That's not a bad deal. No, it's not a bad deal at all. That's 50 bucks a nap. Yes. Now, having said that, this job aside... If anyone would like to pay me $50 for a nap, I'm available. I can open up time in my schedule with no trouble to get a nap in. They have it on their website, eachnight.com. You can go there, and they've got a thing you can click, and you can go see the, the application, fill it out. And if you're one of the lucky five selected, share your good fortune so we can all grumble at you. Because they're only picking five, but most of these things, they only pick one. So that's actually an improvement of the odds over a lot of these. Because we've seen a lot of these recently, various websites and companies paying people to, you know, watch a certain number of shows every day or do this or do that. This isn't sleeping on the job. This is sleeping for the job. I'm in. We'll see. I did put in my application, by the way, so you're going to be competing against me right now. I just wanted to to tell you right up front, I I didn't want to uh, catch you by surprise. And then one final thing I I want to leave you with, (sighs) just to make you feel smarter. You ready? There's a story that has come out. guy has been living in his home for two years. Two years he's been living in this home had this thing in the kitchen, little panel with a door, little handle on it. He thought it was a fake cupboard this entire. Day. He's had a dishwasher for 2 years and didn't know. He finally after 2 years, 2 years, walks up and pulls on the handle and it swings open and there's a brand new dishwasher sitting there unused. So, if at any point today you you have that Unsettling feeling fall on you that man, I am just stupid. Now yeah, you're doing okay. You're doing fine. Rhino, I have enjoyed it, my friend. It's always fun when you get to stop by. I, I will see you again in another few months or years or I don't know. It'll be eventually. My phone rings, I show up. That's all I know. That's my shit and that's my schedule. That, that's what I operate on. You have a good day. Enjoy yourself. And I will talk to you again very soon, I hope. In the meantime, don't forget, join Gerard tomorrow at Carter Jewelers from 10 until 1 right here on the JT Show. Have a great day. I will see you soon, my friend.